Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal podcast, where we highlight minority business owners and founders, and we use this platform to shed light on their entrepreneur journey. Thanks for tuning in, everybody, uh, to the Beyond Normal podcast. I got a special guest here, Brooke Sinclair. She's the founder of uh, Valorit. So I want to give uh, Brooke some time to, to let you guys know what, uh, what Valorit does. Um, and then we're going to dig into some things about her entrepreneur journey. Thanks for joining me, Brooke. Hi, thank you for having me. This is awesome. I'm excited. Appreciate that. So you want to uh, give the folks just a little bit of a background about uh, what Valorit does, and then we'll kind of get into this, the entrepreneur journey that you've been on. Yeah. So to get straight to the point, Valorit, we're making importing easy. So our slogan is don't just import it, Valorit. Um, the process of import-export, specifically for our target region in Latin America, Import-export is a necessity. It's, it's a way of life. You know, if you're in the Caribbean and you're in a landlocked island, um, you only have so far you can grow before you're in the ocean. So they import almost 90% of their goods. However, now due to COVID, they realize that products, uh, digital platforms, um, and digital services are even more necessary than they were pre-COVID so coming out of COVID, everybody wants to have a fast, simple, and easy way to buy things from another country. And we provide that service for commercial buyers. Appreciate that. Uh, when I told my friends uh, about uh, you being my guest and I told them uh, alcohol was involved, they got really excited. Uh, oh, so yeah. I appreciate you, um, you know, diving into this and seeing that opportunity. Um, to provide value for, like you said, that commercial space. So, you know, want to, uh, you know, dig in a little bit into things in terms of your background. So give folks a little bit about your background prior to you starting Valori. Okay. So I'm actually a logistics, transportation, and distribution expert uh, turned founder. So my first career was in, as a production stage manager, tra traveling from the East to West Coast, um, building, uh, you know, like the old music videos and when MTV used to play music videos, that's how old I am. They would have music videos about people going on tour, building the sets, having productions, tearing the set down and moving to the next stadium. And so I did that for a number of years, uh, worked my way up to the world famous Apollo theater. Um, and then switched over to uh, philanthropy. Then found myself working for the Houston Food Bank, um, managing a, uh, took a $9 million distribution program and drove it up to worth about over $15 million a year. So um, yeah, take things that are not working so well, make them work better. And so now we're doing that for the import export process. Appreciate that. And uh, taking things and making them work better. I mean, that sounds like uh, a great slogan to have. Like, that's something everybody should have on their resume. I um, wish. <laughs> so, you know, want to dig into you obviously starting your business. You know, what was 
you know, that aha, that spark moment that you had that told you like you, that thought in your head, that voice in your head that said, Hey, you know what, now is the, the perfect time for you, you to go into business for yourself, be an entrepreneur. And you're willing to take that, you know, take that gamble on yourself. Man, it wasn't necessarily a one aha moment. I have to say that I was already looking for something. Um, the freelancer gypsy in me, so to speak, uh, you know, person who enjoyed being able to work on multiple projects uh, was already in me. And so I was working at the food bank and an opportunity to bring a wine from Argentina, wine brand from Argentina into the States came about me, it uh, came to me rather. And then I, through research and development came to find out that really the mode for opportunity was in the other way, taking US products and selling them to foreign countries, foreign buyers. Um, so it, it, I literally was born, made, to do this. This is what I've been training for my whole life, unbeknownst to me. And so now I'm living out my passion. Um, so it wasn't really just one aha moment, but an aha frame of mind that I knew I was more worth more than a nine to five could pay me. That's a powerful moment to have. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful moment to have. And I think a lot of people, you know, in the current situation, you know, they're making sure they're assessing, you know, what they feel like their time, their time and energy is worth. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It seems like that's something as you've had your experiences that you've had consistently where you know the ways that you can add value. And when, you know, it doesn't feel right, it doesn't um, speak to, you, you know, your purpose, uh, you know when to uh, exit. Yeah. Should I say it that way? Yeah. <laughs> All right. And- and so uh, you you obviously, you know, have, you have a track record of building, you know, building out successful enterprises, you know, uh, working on successful projects. And now you're taking, you know, some time to build out Valorit. You know, let's talk a little bit around, you know, now that you've had that, that, that spark, you've always had that spark, but that entrepreneur hat, you want to wear it full time. You know, obviously with that comes good and the good and the bad that comes with you being the entrepreneur and you ultimately making the decision. So can you talk a little bit just about, you know, is there something that you learned throughout this process of entrepreneurship that you wish you could have told your 18 year old self, you know, your, your former self, right. When you were first maybe starting your career or -hmm. thinking about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Something I wish I had known and entrepreneurship is that, ooh, I mean, there's so many things, but really what it boils down to is never accept a no from somebody who doesn't have the authority to give you a yes. I cannot tell you, I, I was, very, I have to say I was surprised, but not surprised at the amount of doubt from other people and how that doubt, their doubt, well, that wasn't my doubt, played into their the facts them believing the facts that i was stating so if you tell somebody you can do something or you know if even if you're for a simple analogy if you tell somebody you can do a handstand and you're and then you do the handstand you're showing them look i i can stand on my hands and then they say but i don't really i don't think you got into that handstand by yourself 
I don't think you're supporting your own self in your handstand. It makes you want to go, what? Who? What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you just saw me do it, right? <laughs> right. What's the what's the conversation about, right? Like why, why, why are you questioning? Why are we why are we still talking about this? And unfortunately, I can tell you with COVID, um, a lot of lives have been lost and a lot of families are are heartbroken. Um, but it's uh it's it's interesting how many people continue to doubt the validity of a virus that they can't see, although people continue to die and be sick. Mm-hmm. And remember that when you start your entrepreneurial journey, when you come to people with facts and, and proof and traction, and when they don't believe you for some reason, even though it's right there in front of their face, try not to take it personally. It's not you. It literally is them. And I mean, if they can't, if they can't see the virus, they're not going to be able to see the, the facts you present to them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, that's a good, that's a good uh, segue on um, you mentioned, you know, COVID. That's something that's really been affecting all of us really since the top of the year. Um, it really set the tone for 2020. Hmm. Um, not, not the tone. I, I think most of us wanted to start 2020 off with speaks a little bit to, um, you know, how you stay engaged, you know, with your buyer base, which is mainly the commercial space during this time, during COVID, like how has that experience been trying to essentially sell, sell alcohol during COVID? Um, you know, actually it's surprising. I, we've been able to maintain, I'm really grateful for the Caribbean Hotel and Trade Association, the Caribbean Trade and uh, Tourism Board, the um, number of the Foreign Agricultural Service, the USDA, uh, they have continued to have programs nonstop. Um, and even yes, just yesterday, I was on a program with the hotel, Caribbean Hotel and Trade Association, uh, speaking with the people from the Margoet Bay, M-A-R-I-G-O-T, I don't know how to pronounce it, Margo Bay um, Hotel. So not only have I been able to stay close to them, finding co- close to our commercial customers and understanding uh, what they're going through, uh, what their concerns are. I understand more what they are, what they want to see happen coming out of COVID. And so they are wholeheartedly embracing and looking for technology-based platforms and services, platform services and products. So, you know, coming out of COVID, um, there's been a huge mentality shift in the, it's not broke, we don't have to fix it, to, oh, we should have fixed this a long time ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and that's, that's for help, for, my, for me and my company, it's being helpful. Uh, we're, we're glad that they're at that place and we're glad that we're able to meet their needs and help them to continue on to survive because for the caribbean and latin america i mean for places that are high tourism destinations 
they need help. They need, uh, you know, they're constantly going through hurricanes and volcano explosions and it's always something. So they need people who they can rely upon and we're really grateful to be there for them. Appreciate that. Uh, And I appreciate you, like you said, that partnership that's vital to uh, some of those uh, countries in the Caribbean. So appreciate you making sure that those countries are still successful, still have revenue coming in. And I can imagine like tourism right now uh, for some of those Caribbean countries, they have taken a hit, but they will bounce back in 2021 because I know I'll be taking a couple trips myself. And so, oh, sorry. (laughs) No, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, when you bounce, when you get ready to go back, you're going to have a whole new contactless, you know, engagement process when you go. You won't have to stop by the front desk to check in. You know, now they're going to have all sorts of different ways to be able to meet your needs digitally before you even arrive at the island and to um, fulfill your request. So, I mean, it's a huge shift in mind frame and industry and technology is just crazy Mm -hmm. and it's happening for black and brown people which i'm especially yes yeah (laughs) call it out call it out i'm not mad at that so you're just like giving perfect segues right now so um covid you know that's the pandemic that has really been at the forefront really from the beginning of the year but there you know there's another issue right now just around the you know the, the conversations we're having around the uh social in- inequalities the conversations around race that you know it started uh with george floyd and then just name after name after name jacob blake was the most recent one can you talk about how those conversations have impacted you and your business crazy impact so as you can see, I myself am black, uh, at least on the outside, right? <laughs> I, man, discussions, we are having discussions that we never would have imagined. And actually, it, this shift, most recent uprising in the Black Lives Matter movement has actually allowed me to start a side hustle. So my grandmother, was always a huge advocate of keeping a little side hustle. So we started what's called the Bias Rehab Center. There's a lot of newly woke white people who have questions about what is privilege, how to use their privilege for good, what, how can they be a part of dismantling the systemic uh, values of white supremacy that are ingrained into the American political systems. And so we have created a safe space uh, for people to come and bring their questions and gain knowledge without being judged or feeling the need to be defensive. So that we have a, a safe space where you can bring your vulnerability And we have some incredibly articulate, just highly qualified, skilled, professional um, uh, men and women of color who can help you to understand your bias. I think right now, a lot of workplaces, especially uh, that have less than five minorities, they're depending upon those minorities to help them understand their bias but they don't realize the consequences of those minorities have to deal with explaining your bias to your manager 
and then having to live with that manager on a daily basis and work underneath them and and that that's inappropriate for the workplace quite frankly you know mm-hmm. um so yeah we're we're helping to define what is a professional diversity inclusion professional versus a person who experiences diversity inclusion mm-hmm. and i appreciate you highlighting that um when it comes to you know just in my experience when it comes to leadership people who are essentially the decision maker like you said you want to get to the folks who are who can tell you yes and so in a lot of situations during you know during 2020 they've been put in you know they've been put in front of audiences where they don't necessarily know what the right answer is and a lot of times it's not hr appropriate it's not something that typically is a topic you know that's brought up in the workplace so i think you providing that service for them that safe space you know it makes sense and you know leadership leaders and then you know just employees within organizations like you said they should be reaching out to you you know um and individuals in that space around you know dni um if they don't feel like they have that safe space um to figure out how they can set that up in their normal environment moving forward yeah i mean we have a uh, sexual harassment professionals you know there are management training and leadership professionals who you would call in there are uh team building professionals that ordinarily you know uh businesses would call in so now you have diversity inclusion professionals that you should be calling upon for help and assistance in this area not just any old black person that walking down the street mm-hmm. <laughs> no no i agree with you and I, I it's it's interesting that you positioned it that way i never thought about it it being a segment by itself like that but all the different areas that you just highlighted you know, there is somebody who's got a certification, somebody who comes in from a, a, you know, certification and training perspective. So it makes absolute sense when you break it down that way. I just don't, I've never heard it. And this is probably one of the first instances where I would have heard that term, like, you know, it's, it is a buzzword right now, but making sure it means something mm-hmm. and there's some substance behind it. Yeah. So that's, and uh, being able to use that as a side hustle, that's helped me to main real, realize that the huge um, opportunity for Valorit. So just like Damon John started FUBU for us by us, Valorit is a supply chain management system that's global and it's accessible for everybody but it's for the minority small business owners and it's built by a minority small business owners. So those independent small uh, business owners that are here in America, they're struggling. They want to take their product overseas, but yet they can't get the distribution that they need. Come find Valora. Come talk to Valora. We'll help you. We got you. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I love that. I love all of that. Um, so you built the platform, you know, you have this, this great product that, like you said, minority business owners can leverage. Um, it gives back, you know, you know, we want to make sure that, you know, these, uh, business owners in different countries, you know, they they have sustainable businesses and your platform does that, you know, so thinking, you know, moving forward, you know, thinking five, five years, 10 years down the line, you know, what's, what's next for Valor and where do you ultimately see, you know, Valor ending up in terms of uh, market and, capabilities uh man the world domination 
where do I see Valoric? Dude, we're just trying to take over the world, but in a good way. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we, we're going to be uh, Kevin Hart cool with Jeff Bezos money. Translate that to whatever you, you know, leather flames coming up behind us. Poof, poof. Awesome catchphrases. But stacks on stacks on stacks. <laughs> yeah, I like the confidence. I see it too. Is, is there anything currently, like you said, um, you're building out the platform? You've got, you know, you, you know, you got great partnerships currently, and you're, you're, you got some great prospects. Is there anything in terms of um, that you'd be looking for in terms of, uh, you know, people, you know, engaging with the platform? Is there a way? Um, you know, for companies, like how do companies actually get in touch with you and figure out how they can, you know, partner with Valorant? Definitely. Um, so, yes, if you're a U.S. domestic uh, company and you're looking for overseas uh, right now for uh, distribution in Latin America, you can visit us at www.valorit.com, valorit.com. Uh, you can visit us at, on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn, and Twitter, and uh, feel free to email us um, at, uh, actually, I forgot my email all of a sudden, B. Sinclair, B. Sinclair at ValorImports.com, <laughs> imports with an S, or just, just contact us through the website, Twitter, LinkedIn, or Instagram, and we'll be able to um, uh, talk to you by email. We can set up a time, uh, a call, or Zoom, or a uh, phone call, or anything, and, and be able to bring you on. I appreciate that. Um, in terms of, you know, you know, on the Beyond Normal podcast, you know, at the end, I always pass it over to my guests, just in terms of, you know, closing thoughts, you know, anything that you would want to leave the audience with, like you said, any call outs around, uh, you know, what you're looking forward to, um, you know, just, you know, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah. Uh, thank you. I appreciate the Beyond Normal uh, podcast for having me, for giving me this opportunity to spread the good news and, and send a shout out to all the black and brown founders, minority business owners out there who are, uh, who are creating primary businesses and side hustles to socially and financially impact this world. Um, whatever we can do to be of help and be of service to you, we are your humble servants and we're, we're glad to be here to support you. Appreciate that. Um, and, you know, in closing, you know, I want to kind of reiterate what you just said, um, Brooke. Just, you know, I want to thank you for, you know, um, taking the time, building out your platform, you're doing something different. Um, you know, there's a social good aspect to your business as well as making money. We all want to have businesses that make money, but you're also having that impact uh, within the communities, uh, black and brown communities that we care about. Um, you, you know, you're supporting the Caribbean right now. Um, you know, that's one of my favorite places to visit, just culture, you know, everything about um, the islands that I've visited in the Caribbean. It's really just all around great, right? I, I've never had a bad experience there in any country that I've visited in the Caribbean. So, you know, I appreciate you um, taking the time, building out your platform, coming on for an episode. Uh, you know, Beyond Normal Podcast is really about, you know, promoting uh, business owners, minority business owners such as yourself.
um, and just making sure that we have awareness around this. You know, past 2020, right, we know some conversations are going on right now, but similar to some of those trainings that you're giving individuals um, on your side hustle, we want to make sure the conversations continue, you know, 2021 and just, you know, keep going, right? We want to we keep this going as long as we can. And we, we definitely want to make sure we got a lot of uh, eyeballs and ears on the uh, black and brown minority community right now. So we want to make sure that we're, we're giving the uh, people some uh, tasty food for thought. Um, so, you know, I appreciate you being on for our episode. And I appreciate the uh, listeners for tuning in. Uh, we will be posting this on uh, all major streaming platforms as well. So for those folks who weren't able to attend, uh, you'll see some clips um, on social media, Beyond Normal Podcast, just across um, pretty much all the major ones, Instagram, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube. You'll see uh, the highlights and the golden nuggets, nuggets from this uh, touch base that I have with Brooke all over social media. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Beyond Normal Podcast. We can be streamed across all major streaming platforms in addition to YouTube. Come back again.